Brian, I just realized how much you have leveled up in life because I've I always want to cover my bald head for videos. Nice. But I can't wear a hat while wearing headphones. I just need to get a beanie. You, you have you, beanie. sir, are you much you are older and therefore all knowing. Also more attractive. All -knowing. A beanie at my desk. Video claimed right now. <laughs> Rocket Man burning down the streets of Paramount. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd love to say I was a good enough singer to get that claimed. Oh man, like I was singing. I did. Uh, there was the uh, like he's going to the distance. He's going the distance. Dunna 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 dunna. So it's like uh, engines uh, pumping and thumping in time. The green lamp flashes. The flags go up and churning and burning. He yearns for the cup. He dastly maneuvers and muscles for rank. Fuels pouring fast on an empty tank, reckless and wild. He pours for the turns in his engine opponent and secretly stirs. And the arena is empty except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. Um, so I start singing this, right? And I'm like, I'm probably going to get claimed. And literally, like, there was somebody who's like, did you just, did you just, like, freestyle that? And I thought for a moment, oh, my God, I could be famous. <laughs> like, I could just tell, like, yeah, yes. did you know? Like, I'm just... Uh, freestyling it to yes. some cake so but i know i gave proper credit Dude. to where it is <laughs> you're like you're like that movie that was like where no one remembers who the beatles is and this one kid's just like i'm just playing covers and i'm super famous now <laughs> exactly it's like all of a sudden it's like wait a minute nobody knows who cake is this is going to be amazing and in fact if it doesn't get claimed then i know even the record companies have completely forgotten and i'm going to blow some people's minds in 2020 and speaking of that welcome everybody to the casually hardcore podcast my name is Brian. We've got Chris over here. We've got Taylor coming back. Uh, we started uh, the podcast, uh, you know, 2019, kicking it off with Taylor, talking about games that we were excited about for 2019. We're wrapping it up with Game of the Year with Taylor as well. Taylor, tell people where they can find you. What have you been up to, good sir? Well, you can currently find me in my water heater closet, which is where I now record everything that I do audio-wise. My water heater's right there. And my liquor's right there. Alcohol. But all you see is this. So... Uh, you can find me on the old interwebs, ForteCatholic.com, F-O-R-T-E Catholic, that has social links and everything else that I do. So uh, this is going to be a uh, obviously just a real fun and uh, kind of loosey-goosey kind of podcast. We have an outline. We'll see if we follow it. Chris, uh, dude, man, 2019, like a part of me just want to say this year sucks, but there's been some really great games. Uh, this year alone and we've had some amazing guests on the podcast we had Mioni, uh we had uh we had <laughs> skill up we've had taylor we've had john we've i mean it's like i could just go on and on and on what are you thinking sir what have you been doing i mean 2019 had has had a lot of drama it's had a lot of animosity especially in like the gap between say like youtubers and mainstream media um so we've definitely felt that tension but overall we've had a lot of good games like it really wasn't that bad of a year as I started to look back. Um, we've had some pretty incredible groundbreaking things happen. I mean, we had WoW Classic drop. We had, did we get Shadowbringers this year? Like 2019 feels like it's forever long. Uh, when I look back, I was like, that can't just be this year. I've been playing it so much. Um, I mean, 
you look at everything going on with like Death Stranding, Outer Worlds. I mean, there has been some genre shattering moments uh, over the year. And I, I set the outline just I just pulled the stuff from the Game of the Year nominations, yeah. which at the time of this recording um, is is we'll find out who wins tomorrow. Um, but I I look at these nominations and like I I don't see how you could sum this year up in five of anything. So let's it's just try. been too much. <laughs> so, so now that he said challenge the, accepted, challenge accepted. So let's do this, guys. Uh, obviously, like uh, we, we talked earlier, uh, like offline about kind of disappointments of the year. Anthem was one of the games we were so excited about. And uh, yeah, that kind of fell flat. I remember when uh, Taylor, you beat that. You you, you called me. We were talking and you're like, well, OK, <laughs> but now it looks like that's something that might even recover. So one of the games of the year, it, it won't, it, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the games that's for nomination of the year, just as an example, is No Man's Sky under the VR AR category. They released their Beyond update this year. And so it's I, I'm really interested to see what ultimately it comes down to. Do you have you played any uh, anybody here besides me play any VR or AR uh, games this year? No, I'm too poor. Chris? Uh, no, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've done some Beat Saber because that's obligatory, but that's that's about it. <laughs> yeah, out of the out of the category that they have listed, the Ashgrun's Wrath, uh, Blood of Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, and uh, Trover Saves the Universe, the one the game that I've played out of that entire category is Beat Saber. Yeah. And extensively, it's really a great experience, but the problem I personally have with VR ends up being its isolation uh, metric. I'm very a very social gamer, I play games that are very multiplayer focused, but when I put on the headset, you kind of, you know, like you can't do that downstairs when babies are crawling around. So I put out a video on that uh, this year alone. Anyway, um, I just thought that was kind of an interesting uh, note. I'm gonna start, uh, start with Taylor. Um, you played a lot of games uh, this year. Uh, from the games that you were excited about going into 2019 to the games that like ultimately that you felt uh, were you right in any cases? We were all wrong about Anthem, but like, was there right. any game that you that you remembered that you were like really excited about that really had that payoff? Yeah, a Anthem was on my list, didn't work. I remember uh, Siege being on my list because around this time at the beginning of the year, I was still relatively new to Siege, and now I've played it for like 300 hours. So yeah, like, you've been playing Siege. that every week or something like that, that. Yeah, we play every Monday with a group of friends, and then I've just been playing. Um, on my own like, throughout the week. It, it, it is my biggest go-to game, but the two, the, so that's like, you know, it was up for like ongoing game of the year. It's absolutely mine, but the two, there there are two that were on my list whenever we came at the beginning of the year that still stayed in my top five. And, and one of them is my top one, uh, which is Jedi Fallen Order and Gears 5. Like those two uh, for me delivered because like, I, I know a lot of people didn't like Gears uh, they're, they're not liking like the longevity of Gears 5 multiplayer. They've even been like, I don't really care because I'm not there for the multiplayer. I was there for the story and like, and I like, Jedi Fallen Order was the story and the combat. Like those two games absolutely delivered for me. Chris, how about you? Uh, I mean, 2019 Shadowbringers has, has destroyed all of my expectations for the year. It's been great to watch all the other genres doing well. And I've watched a ton of stuff streamed. Um, but WoW Classic and Shadowbringers are are the big, big favorite like gaming moments of the year for me. Um, they've taken up the most of my time, and they've taken up the most of my energy to like watch them and pay attention to them and watch streams of them. And uh, they've had highs and even higher highs. Like I really like their lowest moments are still what I, I think 
you know, games like Anthem could only dream of hitting. Mm -hmm. um, it's my biggest critiques of Shadowbringers, like, couldn't it be even better? Like, like it's, <laughs> it's not, it, I really, I really can't, any one category, like you would have to take a piece so far out of context to truly be like fully upset. It's like, oh, I don't like how this happened, but then all this other good stuff came with it, even within an individual patch or something. That's been pretty incredible. So, um, but I would say, mm -hmm. since we kind of blew right over it, if you guys didn't see our last podcast, Neoni, <laughs> speaking of Final Fantasy, yeah. that was awesome. Had a great time. And then I want to go ahead and say thanks for our partnership with Shadow PC, which I have been using a ton lately for a project that I'm working on. It'll probably roll out in the spring. It's a longer term project. Um, and I've been spending a ton of time with my Shadow PC. It's been incredible, um, even just as an editor, because then I can have my my Adobe up and my capture software up and my main PC, which is a powerhouse, can dedicate all 64 gig of RAM to things there and my graphics card there. And then I can have my shadow PC running my game. Um, it's been wonderful. And the ability to log in from like my laptop on the couch and just pick it up. It's been great. So definitely go check that out. Yeah. Thanks for helping keep the lights on here, Chris, <laughs> as I just get into it. So Brian's wrapping uh, cake so that the, uh, the, the podcast gets claimed, so we got to get paid, <laughs> get paid some way. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, beyond uh, that, though, um, I think for me, like when we talk about kind of like just a favorite uh, favorite game in and of itself, um, I have to. I really kind of default to what I've been, uh, what I spend more time playing with my family and the kids. Uh, Halo is one of the games that I think is just really, really prevalent. Halo Five because we've been playing that on Wednesday nights. I haven't been able to make it the last couple of uh, weeks. We made it last week, which was fun. Uh, obviously, do with the baby. But um, what what I've really been diving in is Halo and Pokemon. Pokemon kind of I know there's some uh, drama around the game uh, with Dexit, but as a parent and as a parent like who's watching his kids, <laughs> Dexit. I hadn't heard it yeah. in that term. I know what's going on, but I hadn't heard Dexit. That's really yeah. funny. Thanks. Uh, I didn't make it up, but I'll claim it. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a comedian. The um, with it, with that, and with uh, with it though, is that watching my kids experience it for the first time in and of itself. It's like when I put myself into that. Wow, this is incredible. As opposed to like, oh, I've been playing the same game for 20 years. Um, that mindset is just really positive, and actually kind of it really has made the last couple of months nice because downstairs helping you with the kids. Uh, the kids cheer like oh, we got the Pokemon so it's ultimately uh, um, as far as gaming uh, of the year we're going to dive into the different categories that we've got listed um, let me ask one more question before we go into just the whole piece of it Fa favorite gaming moment of, of 2019 right because it's a beyond a specific game a lot has happened and uh, and, and I, I'm just curious uh, Taylor what out of all of this last year what is your favorite gaming moment it's funny you just transitioned into it perfectly and i realized this last night when i was thinking about like oh like what were my favorite moments and my favorite games my favorite moments have been in a game that is absolutely terrible uh we as a family for the last like five six months have spent multiple hours a week as a family going to parks driving places to go play pokemon go and we're like we are having so much fun like obviously the game came out years ago it was terrible but it's one of those things that like all the things that they promised the game would be on day one it wasn't for three years and yet now it is my son's six years old he absolutely loves it so like my best gaming moments are being in a park with like we have a park here that's 500 people will be there on community days and like we're beating raids and like you know my son going we got Articuno, and it's like i experienced that same thing 
23 years ago. You know, like <laughs> it's, it's been so it's been really cool for me with this dumb game. That's all about doing this. You know, like I, I we've absolutely loved it as a family. Like it has taken over days at our house. We're like we hear from a friend that there's a raid 15 minutes from here. We all get in the car, drive, go. Like it's it's been so much fun for us as a family. Chris, how about you? 2019 uh, favorite moment. I mean, what I what I look back on the year as a whole is I would probably cherish the amount of time I've gotten to spend laughing with my brothers. Um, I mean, that's ultimately what got, what got me into gaming, and that's what's been a big passion. And so playing classic with them and playing Halo with them has been what has defined the year for me as a gaming experience, um, as just what's brought a lot of joy into games that, like, I mean, I, I have fun on my own, but, like, just the laughter, like, where tears are streaming down your face and you're just smiling for hours after you shut the game off. Um, that's That's been what this year's really had different than years past, because I feel like I've gotten to spend a lot more time with my brothers. Um, and But an individual moment, I would have to say, is going into the last boss fight of the 5.0 content for Shadowbringers. Um, I haven't had that like emotional connection to a game uh, in probably close to 10 years. I mean, it just like shook. Like I just remember feeling like excitement and like nervousness. And if I had a second set of hands to like grip the armrest on my chair, it, instead of just the keyboard and mouse, like I, it was awesome and um i think that it's it's probably shaped a lot of why i've been so fond of shadowbringers and why like i can just look at the game and even when there's areas i wish they made a different decision i just am immediately okay with like saying yeah but in the context of everything else it's still an incredible game um because that moment is something that i will owe square enix a huge thank you for for years to come yeah i i think uh when we look at, at this last year, what was really special, I think, was when uh, we got to go out to BlizzCon um, this year, in this uh, this November, which was something that I have always kind of wanted to do. And at the same time, like, there was a lot of drama leading up to it. So, it's like, when we look at 2019, you know, it is it feels like it's filled with drama. Like, And I think that, like, in five years and then ten years, we're going to look back and be like, we're going to forget just how maybe contentious it was. There just seems to be a lot of drama. And uh, I think that there's plenty of reason and that people can be upset you know there's plenty of things to be upset and it can easily drown out the positive things but then getting to go uh you know out to and hang out with like you chris and hang out with the rest of the like the elitist jerks community and get to go walk around blizzcon and get to go play diablo 4 and get to go experience that especially in context of that knowing that you know yoshi p and 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 final fantasy and and shadowbringers like their close relationships and more to kind of see what else other people are doing uh, in that regards, but it was it was a truly interesting event uh, to be a part of uh, going there, and then it also kind of was enlightening in a way, uh, in the way that like when we were there and the experience we were having and the experience that we were witnessing and the people that we were talking with, and then we would be able to kind of pull up the phone and, and see like kind of the YouTube videos and how like they weren't truthful, like what people were saying on YouTube didn't reflect like the reality of what was actually happening and and maybe it was just my reality of what was happening out there but it was just an interesting to see like that there is this kind of perception in this narrative that it's easy to kind of play into uh out there and so i thought that was kind of uh interesting and, and, and enlightening to kind of say like well 
we'll, you know, we will keep, we'll continue to double our, our efforts in, 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 in communicating and, and, and just trying to love like gamers for that to say like, yeah, that sucks. Like Drexit sucks and all that Dexit sucks, not Drexit. Um, but there's still like joy and fun to be had. So I think for me, like it, it kind of really was a, a great uh, time to be out there and also just meet so many different interesting people with different perspectives and have like really great conversations around uh, video games uh, all in all. So does anybody have any other moment or anything? Cause it doesn't have to be your favorite moment. Is any, uh, before we move into kind of uh, different categories of games and ranking them ourselves. Um, I, I think we'll get to, to talk a lot more because I don't think any of us played all of these. No, we haven't. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, <laughs> and that's the biggest, and that's the biggest thing. Like I look at it, I'm like, man, like I wish I had more time to play like these different games. And so uh, like we did the kind of the VR ARs who we went into the year. Um, I've only played Beat Saber and then I'm like, okay, well it's cool that that's starting to become a category. Half-Life, uh, Alex is coming out next year. And uh, and so the, the question is, is that will VR reach this kind of like, you know, big pivotal point or will it remain kind of this really enthusiast, you know, enthusiastic market? in and of itself um being that nobody here played vr let's jump into our strategy games of the year uh if everybody is ready to buckle up for that uh you have age of wonders planet fall a neo 1800 the fire emblem three houses uh total war three kingdoms tropico six and Warcrove. gentlemen <laughs> the vote is yours even if you haven't played them you your power lies in uh in, in selecting a winner uh, we're gonna obviously know the winners tomorrow when uh, the game awards go live. So you can either say like, "This is what I want to win," or "This is what I think will end up winning." Uh, Taylor. So I, I haven't played any of them, but there's one game on here that is literally my most desired game right now, uh, which is Fire Emblem. Yeah. I love the Fire Emblem series. Um, I've got a ton of my friends that are playing it. I just kept waiting, like on like Black Friday for it to go on sale. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Christmas sale. I'm just waiting Nintendo for it. Nintendo games go don't go on sale. They do. They do. So a lot of the big ones don't. A lot of the big ones don't. But I, I really want, I really want, uh, I really want to play it. And whether it goes on sale or not, I'll probably be buying it for Christmas break and, and playing it over then. Chris, how about you, man? Um, I mean, I've watched a lot of content around these. I didn't get to as many games this year as I would have liked. And as I've looked towards 2020, the things I want to achieve, I'll probably get to even less titles um, is just the honest answer with my time. Like I would love to say like, Oh, I'm going to do all these things, but you have to just do the math and you're like, wow, I booked out 40 hours a day for the next year. That seems unlikely. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I've always admired Anno 1800 and Tropico six out of that, out of that category. Um, I think Tropico six is probably the one that's the most fun to watch people play. Um, so that would probably be where I, I believe I, I did vote on this. So I believe that's where I put my vote. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Fire Emblem just like with with Taylor because uh, it's like I'm going to it's one of the games that's been on my uh, my to buy list and play. And I, it's one of the games that I actually was really excited about, but I ended up just diving in hard with Dragon Quest Builders 2 and, and, uh, and Shadow Shadowbringer. So it's like as I'm playing the, these other games. Um, but I would say I kind of a, a secondary nature to Total War Three Kingdoms. I remember playing the Three Kingdoms series a lot as a kid, and so that's something that would be also fascinating. I, I I'm a fan of strategy games. The problem ends up being like they they kind of fall a little bit lower down the list. Like if it ends up being like if it, I want to play a fighter or a racer, like strategy games or something, where if I'm going on a trip, that's a game that I really like to play. But it's one <laughs> that when I'm at my house, I have a hard time like let me boot up that strategy game. I don't know why. There's yeah, 
Did you sit down and watch any of the StarCraft II stuff at BlizzCon? Uh, uh, not any of the panels, no, but yeah. I saw no, no, the, the tournament, the championship. Oh, yeah, that was really exciting. Um, it's interesting to see, like, RTS is just one of those categories that people feel is kind of on its way out. They say the same thing about MMOs. Um, and so it'd be interesting to see kind of what that genre needs to do to kind of shake it up so that it can come back to its prominence. Because, like, yeah. you think back and, like, StarCraft Two for a while there was just, like, the game. Well, uh, when people say game, like, on that note, I don't think really games die as long as, like, innovation and people are willing to play. There's, I think, a market form. The question is, is that how does that market shift and evolve to reach the most amount of players? I think 2019 and just even 2018 alone has been dominated by two to three games. Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite. And the reason it's been dominated by that, I think the algorithms that, that kind of rule our lives in a way have been pushing those content. People are interested in watching it, so more people are interested in watching it. I, I think that we could easily see strategy games and things like that come into prominence, but there's gotta be something that happens alongside that. And I, I think right now what you see is companies maybe a little timid to invest in it because right now everything's kind of battle royale. But we're also seeing that eventually that's just gonna kind of even itself out and become like another really good game genre. I think it's technology that's going to help reinvigorate MMOs, strategy games, and, and stuff like that. You know, when as we see like now a new generation of technology and making new things possible that have not been possible yet could easily bring more people into like, oh, I didn't know that was possible because it wasn't because de de devs were, were restricted. They might have like, imagine like, I want a thousand armies on, you know, battling each other. Not possible today, but maybe that will be tomorrow. And so that's where I think um, I don't think any of these things die. I think they go in kind of into hibernation uh, and waiting kind of for that next great, you know, hit. And then when that does hit, then you'll see like, you know, every, the, the crowd will follow. It's going to take somebody to be brave, take a risk, try something new out. But we'll hopefully ultimately have to see. Any any thoughts on strategy games, Taylor, before we, we jump into so, our racing? Uh this is it's weird because as y'all were you know I think we're all in the same boat that we did not play as many of these games as I was looking at my list of like the best games that I played this year yeah most of them were 2018 titles 2017 titles 2016 titles so like literally three weeks ago I just beat uh Mario Mario and Rabbids nice and like it, it's like and I laughed when you said it's, it's the game I play when I travel because I traveled to my parents house for Thanksgiving break and I essentially went from world one to the end while I was there and I just got hooked and I got my teeth into it. So now all I want to do is play another like silly Mario and Rabbids game and I really want them to come out with that tomorrow. All right, let's make it happen, internet. <laughs> um, for our sports racing category, and, and you're actually real right, just on a note for that, is that if you really want to save money as a gamer, play the previous games here. It's like just be <laughs> one year behind the trend and you will have a great experience. You won't I'm, be a part of that I'm conversation. I'm loving it. Well, you, I'm, and then... Chris had a thing talking about like he's just watching Breaking Bad and it's like nobody cares that he's now watching it because <laughs> you're not kind of a part of that. So there is this sense of being a part of like the year and what's happening and that excitement. But then there's also the sense of like you go one year behind that and you're like, this is great. Thanks for figuring it all out. And now I'm just going to get everything for five bucks and just have a, a heck of a good time. <laughs> so for sports racing categories, we got Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, Dirt Rally 2.0, Evolution Football Pro, Evolution Soccer. I was like, what? They put that thing in a E Football Pro. Yeah, I know. I was like, it looks like E and F together. My eyes might be getting old. F1 2019, and I think obligatory FIFA 20. Like, you have to put FIFA in there. 
you can't make this category without feet. It oh. makes like a billion dollars a year, maybe more than a billion. Yeah, that's just nuts, dude. Um, so for sports, anybody here a sports fan uh, for in the video game genre? I actually am, but uh, I, I'm, I'm curious uh, as to your thoughts. I I'm, I'm following this NCAA, NCAA stuff because mm -hmm. I'm incredibly intrigued to see if the players getting paid um, changes the way those games get out there. So like just as a conversation that started in 2019, that's a huge door opening yes. um, that could drastically change the way college sports work and the way gaming works. Whether you like it or don't like it, it's going to change it. It's going to have a huge impact. But I would say in this category, like I was so bummed not to see Forza Horizon put on there because was that just not out in 2019? They like that's I started year, playing it because of updates. Game they've had updates and like yeah. the updates have been huge and incredible. And I have had a blast. I have spent hours that I should have been doing things more productive on that game. Um, it doesn't have, our, our vote also just for people watching. It doesn't actually have to be a game from this year. I'm just going to tell you what people are voting on. Oh, and you for the horizon for takes takes this category for me. Yeah. So a number numbers we'll put that in the sixth slot that's that's the game that i think um really did a great job providing to its base and and being a great racing game just for the sake of it they had the lego update this year for horizon mm -hmm. so it's like here's the <laughs> stuff and it's like i love what they do there uh and so i'm gonna play with your brother yeah and that's the thing like I, we, I, we've gotten to play like i i love i love that uh taylor uh, so out of this category or any game out there with sports racing, I, i'm I'm remembering Chris getting mad at me for uh, for how my avatar drives with him playing. Yeah. Oh, your avatar is such a dick. Like I was like, does it learn from actual players? What I was yes. bummed to find out was Brian's brother, like his avatar always drives this like crazy big like monster truck. In anytime you get into a four by four race, and I'm like, what is that car? And I have it now. And I was like, that car is insane. It just pushes you off the road. And then I asked him about it, and it doesn't pull from his library. Yeah, he's oh, like, wow. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was I like, that wish, is such I wish a it pulled bummer. From his library. I wish it pulled oh. from your library because then then helps you go and chase that. It's like, yeah, dude, I got that, and this 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 one, and you should totally. Because they get can it. scale the car, so they yeah. can take his crappy car and make it your your racing level or whatever. They can right. make a crappy, you know, like it's a simulation game. Just make it happen. Sports yeah, racing, Taylor. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I didn't play any of these. I, th I think I might have even said on the last podcast. I grew up only playing sports games, so now like I've I've graduated. Like I, I'm I'm not playing them anymore. Like I I did play some Forza, but that was last year. Um, the one for me that was special this year again isn't on this list That's and nice. wasn't this year is uh, MLB The Show because I just got a PlayStation Four. Uh, for the first time. So I got to play a baseball game for oh. the first time in eight years. I was like, how is MLB the show not on the list? That's exactly right? what I was about to transition into because yeah. like the two, uh, the like the, th if I was going to default to sports games, like what Chris said, NCAA, like, well, I guess I'm not playing football. I don't get the Madden games. I just, it's just never been that appealing. Pro football has never been appealing, but NCAA football for me has always been interesting. And that went away. Because they were ripping off, like they, they basically were exploiting the kids, and they have been. And so the ruling of California is really interesting. Ultimately, I hope that leads back to NCAA coming back as a as a game and as a franchise, because I think that is way more interesting and way more fun as a football game than anything else. But then MLB The Show, I was like, there's no baseball game on here. And if you guys haven't seen the news, PlayStation's bringing MLB The Show to PC and Xbox. And right after I bought a PlayStation to play that as one of the three yeah. games. 
So I, I love MLB, the show, and baseball. And so I, I haven't had one since like my PlayStation died. And it's like when I saw that coming in 2021, that makes me so thrilled because that has always been the premier baseball game. And so I don't have any ambition of covering it on the channel, but I do have some – I'm really looking forward to kind of building out my team nowadays. Because back in the day, like, like it's been so long since I really dove into a sports game specifically – Back when I remember where it's like, yeah, your your game save literally is going to take up your entire memory card. Like you have, you have a memory card for that game. Now it's like we've got big harder drives. And so I'm like, oh, man, I really want to like dive into a great baseball game uh, or even an arcade baseball game. I felt like baseball has been severely underrepresented uh, this these last seven years. Like, at the, like for the story, for those who don't know, Major League Baseball basically took back the license and they have been trying to build their own internal baseball game they tried to make their own studio and it has not worked and so i think eventually they're just saying like okay plays just like how ea owns football and madden they took that away from i don't like that i wish there was more competition in the sports sector but we'll have to wait and see how it goes yeah um, madden has become a worse game every year that that they have not had competition oh yeah hands yeah. down uh, and that's why the Star Wars game that you were talking about earlier is such a really nice thing to kind of have it because EA did the, like, give me the Star Wars license. And they were like, okay, those Star Wars games are coming out. And now finally, like, a good one comes out. We've had to wait. Uh, like, they've had that license for a long, long time. Long have I waited. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I would give this, my vote would go to MLB The Show, uh, hands down, uh, for a uh, game, uh, sports game of the year, followed by for uh, Horizon. Because, again, uh, I don't care what year you release. This is what what I love from uh, this year. And it could be easy uh, for any game from any year around. So, score and music. Uh, another insult, um, in my opinion, uh, to a great game. Uh, not, not including it here on the list. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Cadence of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Sonora Wild Hearts. <laughs> um <laughs> What do you, what do you think, uh, Chris? I, I I think you might be thinking what I'm thinking, but I don't know. Um, so I voted for Cadence of Hyrule because it was a super classy move. They took uh, Crypt of the Necker Dancer and they actually like, they actually took care of the original devs and basically brought that in. Um, it's kind of my understanding of that story. It's an incredibly fun game to play. Crypt of the Necker Dancer is incredibly fun to play. Um, I I just think that was an incredibly inventive use of music. And so, like, it wasn't the music itself being amazing. It was just the use of music. Um, but then since I voted, I got a chance to play Death Stranding. And the music score is incredible. Like, it is visceral. It is immersive. And, like, my only regret is I was playing it with a friend in his living room. So I didn't have, like, a big set of, like, over-the-ear headphones. Because I think if I did, like, my house could be on fire and I just wouldn't know like it just brings you so far into that game that game is a total like mind screw like from the get-go um and it, if you go watch like they have somebody upload to youtube like all the cutscenes without any gameplay it's like 11 and a half hours um so it is an incredibly narrative driven game but i think it was an insult to the category to not put shadowbringers yeah. on there shadowbringers was possibly the best mmo music score if not one of the best gaming music scores like we'll get in this decade and so for them not to let them have it the year it comes out um feels ridiculous i didn't play devil may cry uh five i watched king of hearts three but didn't play it and uh i didn't play uh serenera wild hearts taylor 
the best score of all time came out in the 1970s. And there was a game built around that product from the 1970s. Star Wars has got to take the, the Star Wars music for me, like, it's one of the only, like, scores that will make me tear up because they just match it so perfectly with what's going on, like, on the screen in the movies and in the shows and the games. And I've just been so immersed in Star Wars content, period, this year. And, and like, there are so many, a few special moments uh, in that game, a lot in the end game, so I won't talk about it. But it's like, th- like, scores come back, you recognize things, and it's just like, it was really special. Like, gave me goosebumps, maybe tear up, like, that sort of thing. Like, I, is, I, it, I just, is it eligible to be nominated next year because it came out yeah, after it's this selection? For, it's eligible for next year. It's, gotcha. Star Wars is not on any of this list due to, the, I guess, the cutoff. So I think it runs from, like, December to, you know, to December. So Smash is on this list, and Smash came out last December. Um, so I think you'll see Star Wars as a, as a part of the nomination. The challenges, though, is that excitement also can kind of can kind of deal with that because you're talking about Death Stranding. Death Stranding is such a wide like there's such a wide range of people who have such strong opinions on it. Like it's like really either a game of the year or like how could this even be considered to be a nominated game of the year? Having not heard it, that's actually really high praise. It's one of the games like I know when it's coming to PC. My thought is like I'm gonna play it when it comes to PC because I do enjoy his his work. Like I've always really enjoyed his work, and I'm interested to see how that plays out. Uh, here, I think it's coming like summer, summer uh, for PC. Um, I would honestly say, like, I agree with Chris. Where's uh, where Shadowbringers? Uh, just like how um, Taylor's talking about Star Wars, like the music within Final Fantasy fourteen has such a deep, it's so rooted into. I feel like who I am almost <laughs> as a human being. Uh, I've really appreciated that, and Soken builds off that of a genius, and he is himself a genius. And it's like these, like when you look at just that, like Square Enix is lucky to have him. And not having it nominated for, for music just seems like a real big, a real, like, I guess ignorance is probably the, the where it comes from. Is that some whoever's like, hey, let's do this. Like, I don't It can't know. be an MMO. It's just an expansion. It has to be. And I, like, I think they got, like, that's where I would say my vote would easily go for Shadowbringers. Now, on the note, while I would say that uh, Star Wars isn't as, like, uh, I, I'm more of a Star Trek guy. Um but Star Wars isn't like when I've seen what I, and I'm really excited because like I'm hoping that I can get start uh, the Star Wars game for Christmas. Um, I'm really excited about playing actually playing the game. But from what I've seen, it's like they nailed the audio. Like if you just close your eyes, you know, and just listen to the Star Wars uh, Fallen Order, you're like, I'm in it. I'm in a movie. Like I'm I'm watching right. the Star Wars movie, and that's something that is so freaking uh, incredible that they've delivered. Um, There's a moment like right at the beginning of the game, and I can talk about it because you, yeah. you, if you see the trailer, you've seen it. Um, there's a moment that I watched it on TV in the trailer and I was like, that was so cool. And then I have my headphones on and you're standing on this rock. It's this great kind of cutscene thing. And you've probably seen the trailer if you've seen it. And these two ties come from behind you and fly right over you. And then you see them fly. Like you hear all of that. Like it's, it's, and like, it, it was like, sh- like they even had like a shaking effect in the audio. And it's just like, I'm standing on that mountain. I am a Jedi. Like it was, it was so cool. Nice, nice. All right, let's dive into role playing um, because this is something that I think we're both all very excited about. Role playing game. Strong category. Strong category this year. Uh, Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, and The Outer Worlds. These, these are five incredible RPGs that are on this list, and honestly, where I would have to say if I was going to just jump in and answer for myself. 
the right now it would be personally a toss-up between the Outer Worlds and Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, it would really just depend on the experience that I'm going for. Julie and I have been playing Outer Worlds together, um, you know, through Game Pass, and I've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed like playing every moment and exploring the world. Um, but it's not one of these games that I easily see myself coming back to over and over and over again. It is an experience that you have, and then in my mind you move on. So easily my vote would have to be for 14 because it's something that like I have been playing this game for so long, and then the payoff has been so huge for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it to Taylor. Uh, RPGs, um, there's a couple, I mean, just really big ones. Anyone stand out or anything from your, uh, your past this year? This list is essentially my list of the next games I'm playing. I, I haven't I haven't played them. Uh, Outer Worlds is the next game that I'm playing. I haven't played any Monster Hunter ever, but I've been super excited about this one. I, when I have you do, when you do, you you ring me up because it has the multiplayer aspect, and I'll I'll jump back into Monster Hunter. I'll jump back. <laughs> Chris, in. Chris, so Skill Up put out his review, and he does a great job of pointing out that what is unique about Mon Monster Hunter World is the chance to experience surprise and delight in the mechanics as you go and so while it does have a multiplayer component he encourages you and from my time with the game i, I would say play it the first time by yourself well it, my it, don't I, like don't let somebody else's knowledge of the fight take away that that moment of whoa it's good <laughs> like, advice because my so most cool. my most frustrating gaming moment of 2019 uh, is Brian's fault uh, when we tried to do that one level in Destiny 2 we'll over and over and over again. You keep saying that, and yet we haven't. I have not gotten it. You have completed it. No, I, I have not. We just got to. We just got to text. We just got to put something it's, on the schedule. If, if you get stuck on something, and you wanted to share it with somebody, do it to it. But like Monster Hunter is just one of those games that you should not look up anything about. It just, just go try it. Like just try it blind. I think if if you're like, well, I don't want to try a game blind without knowing what it's about. They did a really good job. They called it Monster Hunter. That's what it is. Like that's everything you need to know. That's all it's ever been. And Monster Hunter World is is a great chapter in that franchise. Um, Fourteen has to take this for me. But this category, if there are two categories on this whole thing, that if you are looking for things to play next year to get into because you missed them, and this is kind of your give it credit this category is like if if one of these you skipped consider picking it up i'm thinking about doing uh, kingdom hearts 3 after outer worlds namely uh because they're coming out with some dlc uh in february but they're bringing uh in uh to xbox the whole collection so i think uh, because the dlc actually finally features final fantasy characters and kingdom hearts 3 didn't and i was like that's what i was playing like i always play for more of the final fantasy over the disney even though my girls would really love the disney aspects so I think we might have to uh, play through the uh, kind of the, the whole series and get to three when it's complete with the DLC. Uh, we'll have to see how that all, how all comes together. Was near 2019? 20. Uh, was near technically is 2017 for PlayStation. 2017. 2018 for Xbox. Okay. Uh, and a truly phenomenal game. Like honestly, like it, obviously not no nominated this year, but it was definitely nominated. Um, do you think WoW Classic deserved to be on the list? I do. It's not new content, but it is that a new matter. experience. I think it's, yeah, it's a new experience for a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I think WoW Classic could easily be uh, rated here. Would you vote uh, for WoW Classic over 14? No, I just think that this category, like the fact that we limit it to five implies that everything else than that is, is, is not deserving of being your favorite moment of the year. And I, I think that this category in particular, at least, I mean, maybe that's just because we're biased towards role-playing games, but this category feels like it could have been a lot bigger and it would have still been just as tough. 
Okay. All right. Let's jump into our performance category here. Um, what they have nominated is Ashley Birch for the Pravardi House uh, as per, uh, in the from the Outer Worlds. Uh, Courtney Hope for Control. Laura Bailey uh, for Gears Five. Uh, Mads McKinsland uh, from Death Stranding. Matthew uh, Portella from Control and Norman Reedus from Death Stranding. It's so fascinating from an acting and how we've been able to go and capture and bring in some of the uh, some very big talent into the kind of the gaming category, both for voice and for even uh, 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 movement acting. Um, Taylor, I, I know who I already know who I, for me wins. Yeah, so uh, like Gears Five is one of the biggest games that I played and I loved. And like, if you haven't played that story yet, like Kate's story is so impactful and there's like huge twists and she acts that so well. Like you absolutely feel, uh, feel the joy, the pain, the hurt, like you feel it all. I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, Laura, Laura Bailey, uh, voice actress there. Absolutely, hands down. My, I 100% agree. I was like, her experience, uh, incredible. Chris, do you have anybody who, who kind of really uh, stands out to you? Um, I mean, I've played Gears 5, I've played Outer Worlds, uh, and I've played Death Stranding. I, I did not get a chance to touch control. I, I would say that Norman Reedus, like Sam Porter Bridges, really is what the world is is kind of shaped around. And like, it's it's just, it's such an instrumental part of Death Stranding, and it's it's so immersive. And the, the voice acting is part of that sound. It's part of that. You just feel like you're in it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even make sense. Like as you're playing, you're like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, but that's a that's a Kojima thing. Like you even get to the end, and like I I didn't finish it, and I I had a friend tell me kind of how it ends, and he's like, I don't I don't really like it. Didn't it didn't end? It just kind of is like, and that's it. Um, and it kind of still makes your head spin a little, and then you get a chance to kind of go back and experience it a little differently. Um, so I would have to put it there. I don't think I voted in this category because I hadn't touched Death Stranding. I didn't feel that strongly about the others. That's fine. Um, all right. So now this is going to, I think, be interesting. I know, I, I don't know if anybody, people are going to like my choice here, but for ongoing game, um, obviously Siege isn't on the, oh, no, actually Siege is on the list. It got cut off on my, my monitor. Um, so we got uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Um, let's start with Chris. Uh, we've got obviously we voted for 14 as kind of an RPG uh, moment. Does it does it come back and take that for you? I, I don't I don't know if you're like I don't see WoW Classic. Would you put WoW? I Classic cannot believe WoW Classic's not on here. Um, like it is the definition of ongoing game. Uh, it, to <laughs> it, it, it the, the category is defined as awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Like <laughs> that that is WoW Classic. Um, it's it's such an incredible nod to the community uh the community asked for it for years and they they were like you don't you don't you think you do but you don't and it took the passion of knowing some of the people that worked on the team for wow classic it took the passion of those people to bring us a pretty incredible experience um but all of these are good so if you're not playing any of these games and you're looking for a game that gives back to its community these are all great ongoing games. I could put Halo 5 on this category. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really old game, and I still play it every week, and it's still it's still wonderful. Um, they've done a great job supporting it. So I, I would say 14 takes it for me, but any one of these being the winner, I'm not going to be like, well, how did that happen? Like that, <laughs> It 100% makes sense. 
Taylor. Finally, a category that I've played four of the five games. There Finally. we go. There we go. Um, I can't stand Apex. That's my hot take for the day. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a really dumb game. I think it's real dumb. Uh, let's, a lot let's of my friends. The, let's play. get the Apex community coming in. They're like, ah, oh, worked a guy. There we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, like obviously, like Siege is my favorite online game of all time. So that that that's easy, but. Destiny 2 and Fortnite were both games that I was done with, and their content this year brought me back in. I've been very much enjoyed playing Fortnite again, and it kind of cap- recaptures that that kind of like initial love and like that initial fandom that like everybody had two years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Destiny 2, uh, Destiny 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, so like de- when Destiny 2 kind of ended, I was like, that was strange. Like, you know, it was good, yeah. but not. It didn't recapture the magic, and like I went through, and I've and I've now played all of the DLCs uh, this during this year, even though they didn't all come out this year. I've played them all, and it, it's got me back, and I love like the destiny destiny experience again. Um, so this is this is a hard category for me. Uh, I, I think I'd have to go with seeds just because it's where my yeah hours have been. Uh, they've changed the ranked rules. Um, it helps me get ranked. I finally got gold rank, and I'm really excited. So. Congratulations on gold. For me, uh, I, I would have to say Destiny 2. I, I, that what they've done over the course of the year, where Final Fantasy, I think, has been consistent and getting better, uh, especially since 2.0. You know, it's like when you, when you look at just the enjoyment that I've had with the overall experience, when it, when it comes down to it, what game that I was done with that decided to say, you know what, okay, let's fix this and come back. And I'm just like, Yes, like they've done a lot of the things. They fixed a lot of the core problems and they've, for me, reconnected with the magic. And that's something that's just been truly impactful, being able to play with you, Taylor, being able to play with Chris, being able to play with the workforce and have kind of a growing Destiny community within the work, uh, work to game channel and environment, being have a, having our clan hit cap. Uh, PvP is really big for me. And this is just a game that I wish we could get off of Halo 5 and go to Destiny 2 PvP. <laughs> it's like, that would be ultimately like, what would be the Christmas gift to Brian? Great, this is great. Let's do some customs because custom games are there because they've got so much going on with the game itself that it just is, it is a joy for me to log in and play. And what's fascinating is that on Stadia, like ultimately I just keep, I default to that platform now for, for Destiny 2 if I'm not actually, uh, if no one's on to play with because it's so fast for me to load in and just get into content so when I'm downstairs, if I've got like, you know, 15 minutes, I, I fire it up, do a match. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, that was good. And then I got to go back and, and you know, live, live a life uh, of an adult in this case. So, yeah, Destiny all of these are great. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, all of them. Are fantastic. Apex shook the world just coming out of nowhere. Fortnite has redefined the way the outside world looks at gaming. 14 came out with possibly what'll be one of the best expansions to an MMO in this decade. Destiny 2 revitalized something that we thought was dead. Siege has an incredibly passionate community. Like it, they, they have all just, they have all made waves and I hope financially they're all at least experiencing success. So that they don't need, they don't need an award to know you're, you're crushing it. Mm-hmm. Just keep going. All Except right. For so it's a very fix for Taylor. I like Apex. I, I think it's a, it's enjoyable. I, it's one of the games that I wish I had more time to, to play because I know my brother spends a lot of time uh, playing Apex and he and he loves it. And he always is like, I haven't spent a penny and I've spent hours in this game. I'm yeah. like, I think at some point, man, toss him, toss him some bones. I don't know. 
Um, narrative, uh, this is a, obviously games telling a story, and there are a bunch of really good games on this list here that they've got. A Plague's Tale Innocence Control, which uh, there's obviously some control news that sounds like it's coming to a certain uh, game service that we all enjoy. Uh, Death Stranding, uh, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. Uh, let's start with you, Taylor. Uh, like out of the narrative games, uh, obviously I know you said you hadn't played uh, Outer Worlds yet. Uh, d have you played Control? Is that one of the games that you've, you've I, played? I haven't. So uh, my take on this is I've never heard of a Plague Tale Innocence. Chris, that's t uh, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard of it either. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think Outer Worlds is what I voted for, and I would I would change that to Death Stranding. Oh, really? Yeah. Um yeah it's an incredible world and it doesn't it doesn't tell you a story so like i was bummed 14 wasn't on the list because it's an incredible story but the story is the same like i can't I, if we talk about it it'll spoil it because it's a movie right it's an 80 it's a 40 to 80 hour movie that you're playing through and you're going to get the same experience as i did whether you play it when it launched or tomorrow or five years from now it's the same movie and you'll have your own take on it because you're a different person than me, but it's the same movie. But Death Stranding, the way the players interact, it, he sets up a world and then says, here's your character, go. And if you want to know more about that character, that's on you and that world. And it just immerses you. Um, and it just tells it tells a story in a way that you become that story. And that's so much deeper than uh just having a good script man all right well i'm looking forward to hopefully getting my hands on with that game when it comes Do to it. pc <laughs> um the uh I'm, i think if control comes to game pass i'll, I'll totally take it uh take take a crack at it because i do enjoy remedy games and how uh they put together things to and it seems that people are really enjoying uh, Control. I keep hearing more and more about it. It, it seemed like it would just kind of came out of nowhere, personally. Like, it was like... And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, you should play this. Oh, yeah, you should play this. And it's just more and more people, I guess, that it was kind of a slow burn where it's like, okay, it's building up. But I think if I was going to have to vote, it'd be Outer Worlds. Um, that's what I've spent the most time with. That's where I'm really enjoying kind of the humor and the narrative. Um, but I'm also just kind of enjoying, you know, this experience and uh, that, that I've been able to have um with uh with the game itself and especially because again like like it just for me like it just makes game pass seem like something that i can't live without because it's there's always new stuff that seems to be rolling into it ultimately uh did you have a vote taylor or was that something you were just like uh it doesn't have to be from this like any narrative games you played star wars like star, we... star wars like, like star wars is almost my answer for everything and i'm i'm con <laughs> i'm confused why it's not on here but like e even when you said like the december stuff like it came out a few weeks ago so i don't know they had to vet i mean they had to get all this stuff set up and then allow the, the voting and then they allow the press to vote and so it's it's a whole process so gotcha. i don't know when the exact cutoff date is but gotcha. if it's after that cutoff date it would likely make it for next year it mm -hmm. seems really strange because it was november 15th when the game came out which is strange because it's like that's still like big blockbuster for 2019 like i get the timing thing but it yeah. is it is really weird to be like, I guess it's the opposite of cars. It's like this was the 2019 game of the year, even though there were better games in 2019 and cars are the opposite. It's like you could buy a 2021 Kia right now if you would like, you know, even though we're a year and a half away. So. It's like, yep, yeah, we went to the future. We brought it back 18 months ahead of schedule. Right. The um, moving into the multiplayer games, because we do have a lot more categories go. We might have to skip over some of these esports ones. Um, the multiplayer game of the year. The uh, nominees they have are Apex, 
Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Um, Chris, you're close. shaking your head. Not I, even I, close. I don't. I wouldn't vote for any of these. Not even the right. Not even a ballpark. <laughs> um, like it just the fact that they left Destiny 2 off, the fact that they left WoW Classic off, the fact that they left 14 off. Smash uh, Brothers. I know you can. Ju- the fact that they left Smash Brothers off is in- insulting. Um, I don't know why a Call of Duty game belongs up there at all. I mean, they're fine. They are exactly what they are, but they're never groundbreaking. And and the category is defined as for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op, massively multiplayer experience, irrespective of, a, of genre or platform. The, it, it's not even... Maybe Apex belongs up there. Tetris 99 did some unique stuff in kind of bringing an old classic into a multiplayer world, but like, why is Borderlands 3 up there? Why uh, The Division 2... I, I guess was great. I, I don't know. People it was great when like it launched. It. A lot of people like but it's just like okay. It's just like with it, these... it, it was all right. I played it like I enjoyed it. My time playing with my friend we played co-op, but we only lasted like five six hours because we were just like this is repetitive. Well, and and beyond the repetitive nature of it, it's like I think where it succeeded was where Anthem failed. A lot of people were really excited about Anthem, and it just didn't have it. And in the Division Two felt so much more polished, which would make sense because it was based off of a game that's already been out. And that's where I got I get frustrated when we start labeling twos on things. Destiny two the same way. Like, if we're gonna make a games as a service as a persistent game, just commit to it, you know. And like they want to go and put that box product out. And it's like I, I think people are ready for that. Back even to the sports thing. Like, who cares if it's you know MLB the Show twenty one? Just make it <laughs> like MLB the Show and just update it. I'll I'll pay for it. Like, just give me the game that I've been working on and you can kind of do more things like that because they're not really revolutionary with sports games. And so the same kind of thing here, I think Apex Legends would take it for me personally out of this list if I only had to select from here. Best multiplayer game though, personally. Uh, I, I, the fact that Smash is in here and the fact, I mean, I, I don't expect to have Final Fantasy 14 on every category. I don't expect WoW Classic on every category. WoW Classic's... Not on any. I know, it's not even here. Like, it's just like, okay... Um, it just seems like that's really interesting. It feels disconnected from what people are actively uh, playing. You know, you know. It, it, that's it, not it, just it, us. It shook the whole internet. Yeah, it shook. It did. It shake the internet. Check. Uh, is it a part of the Games Awards? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm gonna skip over mobile game. Um, well, I'm gonna like, skip... Now wait. So on All multiplayer, right. like, why can't that category? Why does that have to be limited to Five. games that came out this year? And not just look at what made an impact on this year. Yeah. Like Fortnite with the Booga win is huge for gaming. Whether you care about Fortnite or not, Fortnite's not my favorite game. But to say that a player won a $3 million prize pool turned a lot of heads. Yeah. Uh, League of Legends still rocked out this year. Grand Theft Auto V rocked out this year. Hearthstone has continued to impress even among all the drama. Like these, these games still have an impact. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that as a category, I think that if you're talking about multiplayer, you have to say like, what is impacting the most people's lives mm-hmm. in, in, I, I just, I think yeah, I the mean, whole category is faulty. Yeah. Look at, I mean, like essentially what y'all are saying is that the category we all raved about, which was ongoing games actually is the list of best multiplayer games. Yeah. You know, because probably. like, 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 well, you know, like to be ongoing, may, may, you have may, to have may, multiplayer. Like it is right, a, right, it is right, a, right. like, Oh, you're going to update right. this, a single-player game? 
So I could I could see how they split them, but like I think they just need to word them differently, right? It's like best ongoing multiplayer, best multiplayer that launched in 2019. That's new, yeah. Right, and it's Drop like Apex like, down. Right, right. Yeah, it makes more push, sense. Push 14 up. I get that. <laughs> All right, let's see here. I'm gonna skip over uh, mold, uh, mobile game. I'm gonna skip over independent game. Sorry, like unless either of you have, uh, you know, really strong thoughts. Untitled Goose Game's incredible. As an independent game, like it's it's like twenty dollars. Just just put it on your Switch and just prepare to have your day brightened. Give it twenty minutes. Set a timer for twenty minutes. If you're not having fun, maybe it's not for you. It's but cool like, from the independent side to see Disco Elysium on here as well as for RPG and more. So that, that's really impactful, and that has me really wanting to go check it out. I think that's kind of the point as well is that, that these things can also kind of bring to light and raise up games that might have gone on. Unbeknownst, just in in terms of coverage and, and information, um, they have a, a games for impact category, and none of these games. I've only heard of Life is Strange. I haven't heard of any of the. It, others. It's a woke category. It's straight <laughs> up. That's all it is. Oh yeah. It's right. it's they're trying to thank you for making something thought provoking and having a social message. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that in itself should be its own kind of reward. I don't know that you should award it because I think that that. It's kind of like it's kind of like giving out the most humble award or the most to charity award. <laughs> like it just it just kind of defeats the purpose of it. Um, if you want to have like an honorable mention of some kind and just like a loose category, but I don't having it voted on just starts to make it seem like who's you know vote for your favorite NGO. It's like I don't know. It just <laughs> it be the whole category feels it feels. <laughs> slimy and i'm sure these games had great messages and it just feels oh and i won an award for that taylor do you have any thoughts on that because that, that in and of itself is almost its own discussion topic woke category of the year well, yeah i didn't play any of them i've heard of two and one of them is like a spiritual sequel to journey which i thought was like ever like that was game of the year a couple years ago and it was I hated it. I hated every minute that I spent in Journey. So it's it's like, oh, you don't understand. You're like, you're right. I don't. And I paid for it, and I regret it. So I don't know. I is don't. That, is it, are these kind of games like replacing kind of the like Mist and the kind of the adventure puzzle game perspective, or is it more like a? Are these more like narrative games in, in regards that are just trying to separate themselves into its own category? I, I like. I'm I just mean, not. The category is about social impact. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with game style. No. Well, a, uh, a for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Okay, well there we go. We'll just uh, like I haven't touched any of that. That's just my, my personal thought. I think that the messages get cheapened when you start to put a medal on it, when you start to put an award on it. My vote would be Gears Five. Uh, the social messages kill demons. So <laughs> kill the monsters. <laughs> uh, protect yourself. Um, game direction. Uh, we've got Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil Two. Shiriko, Shadows Die Twice, and Outer Wilds. And honestly, I think this is like this is a competitive category right here. When mm-hmm. we look at the direction of the games, I continue to hear positive things about Control. Death Stranding has been, like, I, we've seen the mix, and actually Chris and I talked about how, like, even people on, so on, in the community were like, it's a bummer that you guys didn't play this. And we were talking about it. We were talking about it with our YouTube manager, and he's like, do you all want to play Death Stranding? And we were like, like I don't have a PlayStation. Chris was like, eh. and now it's like, damn, gum it. We probably that was a huge miss. So, let's start with you, Chris, on that because you were like, your praise for Death Stranding and just having very little experience with it already, like, but having experienced it has been has blown me away this entire time. I'm just like, oh man, that's 
It's an 80 hour playthrough. I've got maybe 10 hours in it, but okay. they're 10 hours spread across someone else's save. So I've been jumping in on his game at his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's wonderful. Uh, Sekiro has been praised. So, I mean, I, I would say that Sekiro probably, the question is like, how do you define this category? Like, so it's defined as awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Um, if it's directing a game that like shatters the way we think, like, is that the goal or is it you delivered what your fan base was looking for? Is that the goal? Um, you know, like, I, I don't understand. I guess I don't understand what the intent of the category is. Um, but I would say, like, if you think of game direction as the uh, like a uh, director of the year for, from a movie perspective, like what studio really nailed the overall game direction. So they like, whether the game's, uh, like personally fun for you like when you talk about like like when we when we summarize the narrative and the gameplay like direction in and of itself is like who do we feel best executed on the vision for the game uh, itself you know and so like it I don't see any games here like you would say I wouldn't say Kingdom Hearts 3 because that game took for over 10 years to come out and it yeah. shouldn't have done that like it, it could have been the game of the year but from a direction perspective I would say absolutely not that'd be my, how I interpret the category but go ahead I think I think in in that vein, then Death Stranding did the best job executing on a vision to to deliver something that we didn't expect and and to deliver it well and on time. And Kojima products are known for also aging very well, so that'll be something very interesting to see how that ages because it has a I call it a multiplayer component ish, and it'll be interesting to see how that ages when popularity dies off. Um, I, I would give it to them. It's just, but like. I'm not saying it's the best game for everybody to try. I think it's an incredible game to go take a look at, but it's a very Kojima game. There are going to be people that log in and are like, I hate this. Um, But it delivered on, just like I think it's important for us to note how important that Fortnite win is, even if you don't like Fortnite, I think that it's important to note what Death Stranding did from a uh, player interaction standpoint, from a world building standpoint. There's just some incredible things um, without spoiling too much for anybody, the way players interact with each other is mind blowing because you're, it's not a multiplayer game, but you are definitely connected with other players. So, Taylor, uh, what do you think uh, on that as well? So, because like that's one of the things, it's not a uh, multiplayer, but it's asynchronous multiplayer, right? So, it's mm-hmm. like you're constantly just like, okay, but um, one of the games I really liked, and the sequel didn't, didn't really kind of hit on it, but uh, it was uh, it was the Lord of the Rings. Like they had that kind of asynchronous multiplayer you could find, uh, you know, and, and kind of interact in ways. Like somebody was like your buddy was killed by this orc, and then you're like, I'm gonna go avenge my friend, you know. And it was still like that that asynchronous. So I thought when I heard about that for Death Stranding, I thought that was impressive. But Taylor, what do you think from a game direction uh, category? Yeah. So it's it's interesting because like Death Stranding, like I, I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts, and Death Stranding is one of those games. Like you, Chris just brought it up. It's like. I, I'm either going to love it or I'm going to hate it. Like with everything that I know about it. So it's another game that like, I'm not going to pay $60 for a game that I'm 50, 50 on whether I, whether I love it or not. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting for it to drop. Like, and I know I've said that way too many times. Sorry, everybody. If I'm a missionary and I don't have a lot of money. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> um, but like, I, like, so from an out, like an outsider's perspective, like I've heard a ton of people talk about control. I know that it's a game that I'm going to love, but like, uh, what's interesting for me, like the the game that I, I would vote for here 
is uh, I've followed Resident Evil 2 a lot. Um, and I'm not a horror game person. I would I will never play it. Like I'm just I just don't like horror games. It doesn't I, sit, they, don't, they don't sit well with me. I love them, but I'm not going to play them around my kids. Right? It, there's just like right. okay, if I'm going to play a game, I just can't. I'm not going to do that yet. But I I'm really excited because they also have three coming back out. Anyway, continue. Right. So yeah, like I, 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 I they just don't sit well with me. But like like I think for me when it comes to like game direction, like the like. Like Death Stranding came out of nowhere. We're comparing it to to nothing or to things that he's done before, but it re- it's really its own thing. Control is 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 That's a really good point. Is, is 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 new, and I'm excited to play it. But the the thing for me with Resident Evil Two is like I've been able to watch as an outsider. I've watched a lot of the like YouTube videos, the comparison to the old one and the new one. It's just like if for me it was like a huge, like this is how far we've come in gaming. And it was, it was it was just phenomenal to me to see. Most of the time when I look at like, you know, like this is like, this is what it looks like on the Xbox One. This is what it looks like on the Xbox One X. This is what it looks like on PS4. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, they look the same. Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 2 do not look the same at all. And I, I've just been really right. impressed with, I mean, obviously it's an old, old game, but I've been extremely impressed with how well it looks. That's fascinating. That's a really good point. For direction in and of itself, uh, I know the internet's going to be like Shiriko, uh it probably is going to vote for that. In fact, even Death Monkey in our in our chat right now is saying, uh, you know, uh, in before Shiriko, uh says that and he's voting for Death Stranding. Like, I really want to get in onto that. Um, I honestly, I have a lot of respect for how Control and Remedy uh, kind of puts their games together. And so, honestly, if it is true that it's coming to Game Pass, that might be something that I have to kick back and enjoy come January, uh, ultimately, because it's like I cannot sit here. Oh God, like this is the hardest hardest list for me um to pick if i was going to have to pick a winner um uh, i've i've played through uh resident evil 2 i love how they did it and updated uh that i haven't played through the new one but i'm just saying that i would have to go with capcom easily on this one it, it ultimately would be that um and that that'd be who i vote for but gosh that that is actually probably one of the hardest categories outside of the full gaming of the year yeah um so uh we I, talked destiny but- 2 deserves an honorable mention they don't deserve to be nominated to win the whole thing but it's it's a huge shift. Um, it's a big risk. Like this is. It's the, a big risk. Yeah, it's, it's a, a big jump that they took, and the fact that the game is still online, like, like it's like, whoa, like way to land it. Um, I, you know, and and I think based on Taylor's definition, I would say looking at Final Fantasy VII for next year um, will be intriguing. Yeah, in that I one, found this on the web. Oh, he found something on the web. All right. Final Fantasy Seven. This just in. Hey, uh, <laughs> so. It's got an exclusive for a year. So it's like uh, the Seven <laughs> is going to be exclusive PlayStation and then PC, Xbox, presumably. I'm fine with the timed exclusive. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think that's, we'll have to get Chris to play that and then I'll pick it up either on Xbox or PC when it's no longer exclusive. Um, Okay, this is for me the uh, a category I'm really excited about. Fighting the game. Fresh indie game? No. <laughs> fighting sponsored game. by subway <laughs> i don't eat at subway but if they had an untitled goose sandwich i would go get one. Oh uh, my god <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny you say that because i want like and like that just confirms it the title of this episode needs to be untitled uh goose podcast because you said at the beginning that we're going to be all loosey-goosey you just made an untitled goose game joke i just made one it's got to be it it it's is okay i need to make a note of that so make sure that i do not forget because i will post it with that uh, what was the name? The, uh, the untitled, untitled goose, goose podcast, game, untitled goose game podcast. Perfect. 
Um, I want to talk about fighting games. Like we can cover, we can cover the sponsor by Subway Fresh Sandwich. But I'm sorry, I still, I still think of something like, and I'm not going to talk about it here on the podcast. Anytime I think of Subway, unfortunate PR blunder for them. Um, fighting game of the year. All they said was it's going to help you lose weight. They didn't say it was going to make you a good or reasonable person. <laughs> so the fact that it blew back on them is not their fault. No, but it's. Uh, can you appreciate the comedy of any of the, uh, of like, uh, uh, Bill Cosby, right? Like I have, Oh, like, if they helped cover anything up and stuff, then yes. And, well, and, I don't think they did. I'm just saying that there is a connection, right? Like you, no matter what, get connected into something and it's like, so any, should we not eat pudding then? I don't know. Maybe not, <laughs> but that's going to be up to everybody's individual interpretation. Um, I'll take bread pudding, but other than that, I'll just pass. Um, <laughs> fighting game of the year, guys. This is what I want to talk about. Um, so we've got uh, Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, and Smash Brothers Ultimate. I uh, love fighting games, and uh, and I don't really get to play them right now much. And hopefully, as my kids get older, that will become something that's more uh, prevalent. Um, so, uh, Taylor, are you a fighting game fan? Have you played any of these games? I, I'm. This is what's interesting and why it's the clear winner. I'm not a fighting game fan, and I love Smash Ultimate. Yeah. I literally bought it for work because I, I work at a lot of conference booths, and like people, I, like it's a big attraction to come and play. People want to come play Smash, and I was like, I don't really like Smash. I've never really gotten into it. And then uh, here's what happened: I got home, and people, people at the conferences were like, Oh, you don't have any of the characters unlocked because you haven't played. So I was like, Okay, I'll go home and I'll play for work, and I'll get some. And then I was just like, now I have all the characters. I've played it for countless hours. My kids love it. Uh, I'm having so much fun uh, with a game that I haven't had fun with since like the 64. So I'm loving it. Very cool. Uh, Chris, how about you? That's how I feel. I mean, the category has always been one that like, I've always done it in like a, like I show up to a house and people are playing it type setting. It's never been something I choose to do with my own personal time. And then Smash came out and like, I lost sleep. I was late to things like I was like, well, I'll just do one more. Uh, and so, you know, if, if a game is good enough to be disruptive, if you're not disciplined, um, that's a sign that it deserves to win something. It hasn't really been nominated anything to date. Uh, we got we got I think it's nominated one more time after this, um, but I would love to see it win something and to see it win fighting is 100% fair. It's only limitations are the switch hardware. Yeah, like any issues with it is not the game. <laughs> I would love to see Smash being kind of one of these games that just like, okay, great. You can play it on your Switch. Oh, you want to play it on a high-end PC? And, oh, you want to have like a, an amazing network connection that's backing it up? Because you create a room and your friends can join. Like, it would be like, hey, let me just invite you. Let's just let's just play. Uh, yeah, it's limitations are, are Nintendo than anything else. Um, some awesome games here, Mortal Kombat 11. It'll be interesting to see with the algorithmic shifts with Kappa if we start to see more people being drawn into that kind of as a fighting game it's the the lowest performing uh, metric according to susan and and game theory on uh on youtube but you know it's got that violence um samurai showdown's a lot of fun i've been playing that with julie on stadia uh really uh loving that game uh for me like if I, if so for anybody watching like hey what does brian really enjoy fighting is soul caliber it's like soul caliber and street fighter are like feel like they're baked into kind of who i am as a fighter um smash brothers ultimate easily takes a cake like it's like hands down just the best uh game uh, that has i think just has come out in the last year alone um and as a fighter and then as everything that they've got baked in and all the different crossovers like it is a it is it is the kid it was me walking around 
on the playground in elementary school dreaming of, wouldn't it be cool if Mega Man and Sonic and da da da, you know, like it literally is that playground and they continue to add and bring in new characters, uh, genre bending, defining. It is it is a love letter of, of what it means to be a gamer and what it means to be a video game. And Would you every, say it possibly deserves game direction? Um, yeah. Hands Not down. Oh yeah. That, yeah, I would say like we're, we're, we're we didn't bring it up, but no, because it, it's like you, you're 100 percent right. Like it's the execution it, it on it um, is is fantastic, and that's just where I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. Anybody have any final thoughts on uh, before we move on to the Nintendo category? Yeah, just the family game. <laughs> 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 All right, cool. Let's do it. Uh, Taylor, uh, family game of the year, Nintendo game of the year. Uh, Irrespective of genre or platform, as long as it's released by Nintendo on Nintendo products. It's so funny that the category is not then sponsored by you know like sponsored by <laughs> Nintendo. Go ahead. So yeah, I mean, I think for me it's Smash Ultimate. Uh, the interesting one on here is uh, Brian. You told me to buy Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah. Uh, my son thoroughly enjoys that game. I can't stand it. I think it's so childish and boring, but I'm playing it because I need to be a better father than I am. So Yoshi's Crafted World, if it was for made me a better person, uh, Smash, if it was because I enjoyed it more. Yeah, like it, I'm going to answer this this category in a, in a couple different like mindsets. Chris, go ahead. I think I think I would probably give the award to uh, Luigi's Mansion or Yoshi's Crafted World, and I would move Super Smash Brothers down into the Destroy a Family category, along with Mario Party <laughs> and Undercooked. I can't name two more. I'm sure they're out there, uh, and I, I think that that category also is incredible on the Switch. Um, and it, it can just make you want to like throw each other through a coffee table. Like, and it's, it's so fun, but it's just that very like, you know, game board flipping moment. Like this is ridiculous. I didn't even hit you once or they just took all my stars. Um, what do you think, Brian? So uh, easily for me um, as a, as a parent, Yoshi, like I, I kind of default to that. Um, and it really depends on like when I say entering it, like, so the family, like sitting down with, uh, Annie and her able to play the game and have a good time. Absolutely there. We level it up to Mario Maker 2. Um, and that's something that explores the creativity, uh, with like Maddie and her age. Right. So that's kind of like where those two battle it out. Ultimately, obviously Smash Brothers, because you can, you can, t I, Annie can play that. We can put her in the bot mode. We can just hand her a controller. So there is like, you can kind of have that, like, I, I tweeted something out and you're like, uh, and Taylor's like, uh, you've been apparently practicing lying to your children for so long. And it's like, you know, I have a whole strategy because like, uh, it was about the van. So uh, the context is that uh, our friend John uh, got a van and they have like camera, like the shows in it. And I, and I told the kids like you have to, that the car has to drive for an hour just to charge <laughs> up the DVD player so you can watch it. So that way they're not asking us every time we get in the van for five minutes, hey, can we watch a show? Hey, can we watch a show? And I, and he's like, oh, I see that you're that you're gonna let them like hate you later because when they learn that I've lied, I was like, oh no, by that time I'm gonna upgrade the van and it's gonna have a feature in which that yeah we can watch it whenever we want. He's then, such a good liar. He's planned out the depth of the lie. It's the egg, yeah, don't lie without an exit. You learned it here first. <laughs> yeah, it's like you need to know. Like don't just we like, said during the family game conversation. Oh. <laughs> How do have you, you seen his children? daughter's levels from Super Mario Maker? Have you seen him, Taylor? I have not. No, I. Oh I yeah. Brilliant. Really. There, it's like she has a goal. Like she actually finally learned 
that she can block the flag and you'll never win. And I, I don't know why. Oh, it's thinking- so dark. She, it's like, but how do you win? And she said, you don't. And then she just started laughing. She's uh, like, this is just like your life. Uh, you think you're getting somewhere, and then you just get blocked and have to turn uh, off. And then she's like, go get me another sister. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you do not get to decide that. Um, but no, so like, it and was yet like, she did. Oh, she got a brother. Uh, so it's like, she's still waiting. She wants, I, uh, the girls want another sister because they're feeling now that they're, they're evenly matched. Um, so on that though, like, so she also built this level, like, it's like you start in and you have three sec, like half a second to, to react. And it's all these bullets just like, and I beat it. Like, and I beat it on stream. We got a highlight and it's posted and it's just incredible. And it was just, it, I was like, I got to the point where I was like, oh, if I get this, I hit this jump. And it's like, you start thinking the way through. I love her level designs outside of the fact that she blocks the flag. When she blocks the flag, I get, I get like, no, I, you can make it as hard as you want. You can make it as crazy as you want. And I'm gonna try it, but if you if I if I get all the way to the end and I can't touch the flag, like that's not fun. You're grounded. <laughs> yeah, it's like to, you're go. Yeah, you're absolutely grounded. Um, so it that it, but uh oh gosh. So if, as far as it goes, that and is, you can't open your bedroom door for an hour until it charges up. <laughs> I need an exit lie, uh, a plan for for that though, because <laughs> that sounds cruel. That sounds like uh, somebody clips that of this podcast and that becomes like if i ever if we ever become like bigger than we are it's like oh that's dark (laughs) um no we do not support that the uh super mario maker 2 uh versus smash i think smash takes it ultimately as the as the family game of the year because i think it speaks to a wider range of ages uh and and play styles uh but for those like if for parents anybody would be watching that mario maker 2 absolutely for its gameplay and its creative element i love toys that allow you to create that's where like we don't do minecraft here at the house but i, I expect that that could be something that we um that we do here uh at some point in that regards um so that now, would be that for me i'm gonna skip do y'all want to talk about there are a bunch or? so like I, I think just esports in general got a whole bunch of stuff um so i don't know if you guys have any strong opinions I, i've already mentioned that i think that the booga win is a big deal for gaming um, I think that the Hearthstone stuff, while it doesn't deserve an award, was a big deal for gaming. Um, content creator, I can't imagine summing the content creation down to five people. I can't imagine dropping it to a hundred people. Bearded Blevins global, wins. He takes it. It's a global community. And I, I, love, I love I love Bearded Blevins. Imagine. I, lo- um, I really do love John. I, I love his work. It's fun for uh, me. Audio, audio design, I think, should have been, I think that could have been combined more with sound um community support it's hard to rate a community um and, and give an award out to a community and and and, to, and a company's involvement in shaping that so i would say we jump all the way down to either the samsung art direction or action adventure okay let's do it <clears throat> um I'm, I'm gonna say uh let's go with uh yeah we have art direction um and so we have a we have a, an interesting uh, one on this one on this list that's added, and that's why because you see some of these obviously brought together. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening is added to this kind of list, where over kind of the other presentations you still see Control, Death Standing, Gris, uh, Shinora, Wild Hearts, and Shiriko drives twice. Does anybody here have a vote? Because you've said that word differently every time oh, welcome throughout to work the game. <laughs> like people are like, oh, just say it the right way. Like 
I wish my brain would process it that way. Like honestly, Sekiro, 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 Sekiro. Um, all right, go ahead, uh, Taylor. Do you have a, an art direction game of the year? And this is sponsored by Samsung QLED. <laughs> I don't have a Samsung. I don't have an opinion. Back to you, Chris. I, I think, I mean, it's supposed to be for technical achievement and like, so giving it out to a game, I don't know. I, I don't feel <laughs> super strongly about like anybody having shaken the way we we see games and the way we view games i would probably lump that more into like i expect that to come more out of like a true technical thing so i expect that to be more of a platform thing so what does what does a piece of hardware enable us to do personally mm -hmm. um when it comes to like the ability to really move the needle forward uh i mean occasionally a game does it i don't know i i mean i enjoy the way these games look i just don't know that they like moved us forward i think it was just another year of beautiful games and it's iterative in nature so of course 2019 will look better than 2018 but i don't know that we just took a leap see i, I would for me zelda would be it's i love the look and feel of it like the it was so surprising at first i was i was repulsed by it i was like and then it's like that, no that looks really good like it was it was this really interesting and nintendo does that like when yeah. i first saw um Wind Waker, I was mad because they originally showed off like, here's the game, like the GameCube, and it's going to be like just as powerful as Xbox and PlayStation. And then they just like hard pivot into this cartoon, but then it's like more expressive and it actually, I think, holds up to the test of time far better than any game of that generation. You know, and so that all of a sudden it's like sometimes art appreciation and, and, and their direction isn't something that is just going, uh, getting us past the uncanny valley and making it so visually appealing. But it's something that just that lives forever. And I think when I look at the Zelda, like whether it does or it doesn't, um, you know, that, that it ultimately is going to be something that like in years, uh, years past, uh, it's going to be something that holds holds up and really ends up differentiating itself. Um, uh, and more so that's going to be my vote let's move on into action and adventure as we are <laughs> way over time <laughs> um we'll, we'll pick a couple more let's action adventure game uh action game and then game of the year i think that yeah got three more it. let's i mean action adventure you guys already know my vote like, okay so the cat it's, it's borderlands 3 control death stranding <laughs> resident evil 2 the legend of zelda Link's awakening and secure i literally thought he was just voting for borderlands 3 he's like guys you already know my no. vote borderlands 3 like wow that's no, a cup that's a turnaround in one a one hour podcast. I, of course i'm voting for death Stranding. yeah taylor what do you got taylor yeah so I, like i i don't understand the difference between action adventure and action but that y'all can tell me that later uh, I don't have one for action adventure, but for action game, I absolutely loved Gears Five. I loved the story, completely immersed in it. That's my winner for that. Yeah, Ge Gears Five too, uh, hands down. Action adventure is action adventure combining combat with traveler and puzzle solving. So it's also about the way you interact with the world, as opposed to action is just focused on like the combat of it. The gotcha. actual like I just feel like that's of, that that's still uh, Gears. They're 5. super close. Why don't why do sports and racing have to share? And then these two get to like <laughs> divide themselves out. Right. Yeah. So uh, then in the action game <laughs> category, we've got Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. All right. I want to go with uh, Chris because uh, we don't have a... Uh, when was a God of War released? Uh, God of War 20, uh, 2018. It was 2018. I'm still impacted by it. Like, I, it's like, still, I'm like... I played God of War and Spider-Man this year, and both were last year. And like, 
to me, that was this year. And in, like both of those games are two of the best games created this decade. And it's, yeah, it's like, well, I want to vote for them and I'm not allowed to, and I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say vote for whoever you want to vote for. And uh, we'll get better at this like thing. Like, like next year, we'll be like, all right, guys, like, who, like this is what they recommend. Screw those lists. Here's our list, etc. Um, I, I think for me, like if I, if I was going to say from kind of that action game that I've played, Gears 5. I, I, I'm a huge Gears head. I feel like that's kind of biased. I know I keep picking them. Um, but that game is just phenomenal. I lost September to Gears. Like, oh, hey, Brian, how's this coming along? Like, are you still playing? Like, I literally, someone's like, are you still playing 14? I was like, I, I know I will. But I, I'm trying, like, I, I, I hit cap, I re-upped, like, I did everything in that game, and I just could not stop playing it. Like, I was just, like, every moment I could, turned off the, the mature, the, the, the gore and everything, so I felt like I could at least somewhat play it around the kids, uh, you know, without getting in too much trouble or just, like, traumatic, you know, they're outside playing. But it's like, if they run in here, I'm not going to see, like, they're not going to see somebody getting sawed in half, uh, you know, something like that. But I was like, gosh, I lost September to Gears 5. Uh, and uh, hopefully I'll play some more of it uh, soon because I just, I, I don't know. I, that game is it's oddly special for me. Did and you finish the story? I know it, last time we talked you hadn't. No, that's uh, that's on my that's on my backlog uh, in that regards. Like, I, that's the thing. Like, when I say I, like, I, I lost like the whole month, I was like, I had a hard time going. And so how I've always played Gears games, like this is, this is true for five. Like, I'll finish the story in six months meaning like i'll just i go into P, the multiplayer 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 and then eventually i'm like okay i'll go and do the story and i don't know why it is that way but i even tried to like okay i'm gonna do the story gonna do the story and i was like every time i log in i'm like ah oh, versus it's so good uh, it's you know, so good you've got to finish it I've i know i know tell you this for months it's so good you need to come in we just need like uh we need to get you your outbreak perfected and then once we do that, then we switch over and you're like, that's it, Brian. We're now doing Gears 5 until bedtime and we're just going to get you through this story. That will right. ultimately give me that. That's, that's how I do it. I, it's a social thing for me. Like, it's so hard to like, because Julie isn't interested in, in that. Yeah. And because of it, it's a social thing, like, I'm like, who is going to come along this journey with me? That's what, we played for like maybe 30 minutes together and it was funny because i had already played it so like you were playing the action sequences mm -hmm. and i was just going getting all the collectibles to like yeah. make you stronger oh, and yeah. i felt like such a good person you are you are <laughs> you're a good friend uh really good guy to game with too um game of the year guys as we've gone over time um we want to like wrap it up with the biggest uh game of 2019 the nominees that they've got are control death stranding resident evil 2 uh, Shatukutu, uh, Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate, and Outer Worlds. <laughs> Shatuku. Like, how do you look at that and say Shatuku? Uh, that's that's probably 90% of the comments that people like to leave me. Like, Brian, like... Arigas, now you're just reading stuff backwards. Uh, so, I, when I look at Game of the Year, I think of the sticker on the box and what it means long-term for the health of that game. And it helps prevent a game from being forgotten. It helps keep that game something that when it's down the road and it's in the used bin at GameStop, somebody goes, oh, this is probably good. So it's a really hard thing to give out. Um, I, I think that of these of these six, I don't know why, they, are they always six? Yeah, no, they have. They just, uh, well, they increased it because uh, for for game of the year, they just jumped from five to six yeah, they, for the they, last few categories. Yeah, I think they said action it, adventure yeah. gets a total of twelve across. Action <laughs> yeah, adventure. exactly. Okay, 
Uh, game of the year, I would say the one that will will be the longest impact, that if you don't have it, people are just going to stare at you. And if you never played it, they're just going to go, what do you mean you never played it? You mean like not in a while? Oh, not at all? That's alarming. Yeah. Uh, I would say gamer? <laughs> is is probably Smash Brothers out of this. I think it's a bummer that the idea of some of the others here being lost to time, but I would have to give this to Smash out of the six they named. I don't know what else I would name. It's a huge award to limit down to just one game. Yeah, for for me, like uh, this, like just because of how I play games, and I'm the year later guy. I would, I, uh, whenever we do this again in 2020, I will tell you my winner of game of the year I from these it. games. This is, this, because, I hope to put this will be a reoccurring thing. Yeah. Because like I, I will have played all of them except for Resident Evil 2. Like literally, like Control. I, I own Outer Outer Worlds already. Um, I and Sekiro. Uh, what did you say, Shotoku? Shotoku <laughs> Shadows Live once. Um, <laughs> like I'll be playing that. I'll be playing Death Stranding this year, and I'll be playing Control this year. So, like, it, it is really weird that Game of the Year is like my most anticipated games of 2019, which is what we did a year ago. But you know, whatever. That's why we got you. That's why we love you. Uh, for me, if I had to stick with this list, Smash Brothers would be it. But if I was going to go off list, I'd say Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, Shadowbringers by far is just one of the games that has just defined, um, you know, what it means to be a narrative-driven story, what it means to deliver on just the world and the lore and how I connect in with that. And so it's going to be a game that in, you know, in you know five years, I'm going to, in my mind, still be playing unless they, I don't know, shut down the servers or come out with an even better version. <laughs> Go ahead, the only reason I disagree with you is because I think game of the year is a category that, like, it should name a game that if you haven't picked it up, you should. And there's still a large barrier to entry for Final Fantasy. So expecting somebody to jump in is still, what is it, 400 hours right now? Yeah. I, to play I'm not from a brand I new player. So it's not. Jump in. I, I would say that with the free trial, not the 400 hours, mind you, uh, but with the free trial, I think that everybody should. And, and as this game comes to. Well, I'm just saying Final Fantasy. I said Final Fantasy 14. I didn't say Shadowbringers. Um, I would say that as the, with the free trial, with the game coming to Xbox, uh, that as like I, w I would think that it people should at least try it out to see if it's something that resonates with them. And if it doesn't, that's fine. I have no judgment for somebody who doesn't like the like the game because it's not going to resonate with everybody. But um, that's just me. Like that's just where I fall. Like what game? Obviously, did I spend the like when I look at game of the year? What game did I spend the most time uh, with? And that would be Final Fantasy. Now, sure. second up would be Gears Five. Third up would be Smash. Uh, fourth would be uh, Super Mario Maker 2. Fifth would be uh, Pokemon. Uh, you know, so it's like what, like, I, I look at it kind of, of a time investment. Like, when I sit when I sit down to play a game, like, what am I going to do? And then the, the sixth would be Destiny 2. Uh, you know, and it's just because, like, I haven't got, like, all these, I have all, feel like all these, uh, these obligations at, with, you know, breeding and multiplying. Um, you know, that's like, hey, what am I going to play? And it's like, that's kind of how it's going to be. And each one of those that I feel like I listed all have a multiplayer component. Like, nothing for me like is that pure individualized experience and that's something that like maybe at, at when you know i have more free time though those are the kind of games that kind of return um for me um but right now it's like gaming is is my social experience so who am i having it with because it would be final fantasy 14 with you gears 5 with taylor uh you know and then playing games with my kids like that is just where i am at as a parent um yeah. and so from an art form like, yeah, I totally agree with you, but I just look at it how, how it impacts me individually. I cannot wait to know, like like you said, like I, Star Wars not on this list. I, like, I wonder when the cutoff is. 
um, I'm really excited to go hands-on with that and hopefully get that experience it's, over the it's, holidays. It's I compartmentalize that thing. It'll be there for next year. The downside of it being lumped in with next year's is that now it has to be nominated so long after it released. Yeah. So you have the same thing with like the Oscars where like you will have cherished it for hundreds of hours and then already put it down for multiple months right. before they go into nominations. And so there's some of these games you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't played that in a long time, but I did like it. Oh, that was this year. Mm -hmm. um, so games that are at the beginning of the time window um, really struggle. So it'd be, it'd be a bummer to see a game that I think deserves a lot of praise, um, especially because everybody just assumed it would come out and be poor. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it does next year. Mm -hmm. Especially with like, like next gen coming out like it's gonna have to compete against it's gonna have to compete against halo well i guess like depends yeah next gen drops in november halo infinite mm -hmm. right yep that's that's a that's gonna be a tough category taylor where can people find you uh and uh yeah plug yourself dude yeah uh, fortegather.com i run a, a weekly podcast and i i travel the country and speak and all that kind of stuff but uh, i'm primarily on instagram and twitter at taylor schroll on both of those things um, I post pic I, I just did the, the live stream of me shaving off my 21 month beard. So that was fun. <laughs> uh, Chris, where can people find us? What are you working on, man? That you can, um, that you can well, share. <laughs> yeah, we've been working on a lot of stuff. We're, we're starting to kind of um, move to longer form, higher quality content. So hopefully you guys are feeling a little touch of that, but um, we've been making, making moves. And in general, like uh, next year, we're talking about taking the podcast to possibly twice a week so for any of you sticking around this long um down in the comments why don't you put two for one in the comments just to see how many of you are actually still around uh and we we'd like to do that so we'll we'll see kind of where that goes this is the last podcast of this year um and then we'll be starting up at the beginning of the year with the plan of going kind of twice a week is the intent uh, we've got some kind of plans for how to handle the fact that we haven't booked that many guests um, so at least out of the gate, we won't have to a week booked. Uh, yeah, so we've I think got some our plans first, there. Uh, the first podcast we got scheduled kicks off with uh, She Heals, I Tank. Uh, we've got them uh, scheduled for the 15th. And then we actually have... It's guest pronounced Sekiro. Sekiro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you got me good on that one. Um, and so then we actually have guests uh, lined up uh, every week uh, through March right now. Um, for the podcast. So we have a ton of things that are exciting. We even have some really big guests that we've had on. We've got some really big guests that we haven't had on that are coming on. And we've got some little uh, smaller guests that we're working to schedule ourselves around with as well. Um, and it's just like, uh, yeah, it's good. I think it's going to be a really fun year. And then ideally for the podcast as well as that second one, um, you know, we've got some ideas. We've got some things to kind of try to make it more interesting and kind of more uh, fulfilling. But if you are still around, be sure to check out our podcast highlights channel. Um, that's where we're posting up uh, clips and stuff like that from the various shows. And so we've got uh, that rocking and rolling. Um, all right. Uh, we, we, we plug everything. We've talked about the games. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out live with us. Thanks, Taylor, for joining us back again. We're going to get you back on the show again, as always. Uh, for work to game my name is Brian. My name's Chris. And I'm the guest. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate you watching and hope you guys have an amazing day. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And see you in 2020.